Hello and welcome to 7 and 11. With he is here, Outreach Ministry. We're celebrating our 11th annual conference. We're highlighting the different chosen vessels for our conference, which will begin July 11th, which is Sunday, all the way through July 17th, which is a Saturday, 7 p.m. nightly. And we have one of our speakers who's going to introduce himself, a powerful man of God. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, I am Elder D.C. Cross. Uh, I am uh, affiliated with the Mount Calvary International Worship Center. That is where I worship. Um, Apostle Terry Gulich is my pastor, and uh, I am the worship pastor there in that ministry and uh, also one of the campus pastors there. And so uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of uh, 7 and 11, and I'm excited what God is getting ready to do. We are excited as well. I mean, tell us about how you got affiliated with He Is Here Outreach Ministry. Grateful to God for the opportunity, um, the connection through uh, you and I, a family connection. Um, but you invited me on um, the prayer line to share and to minister one day. And from that moment on, I've been connected like forever. It's been such a, an a, wonderful experience to be a part of the connection and to be a part of um he is here outreach ministries even as a mentor the newest um <laughs> addition to the family um and, and i don't say that lightly because it is such a family such an embracing ministry and so um i'm excited to be a part of Praise God. I, we are excited as well. And to go way back, Elder Cross, when I invited you, when we had in-person virtual conference, I thank you fellowship at one of our conferences. Yes. And just, just the support. And so we thank you for that. God doesn't put anybody, throw anybody in our life just by coincidence. It's always a right. Yes. Praise God. So you were also one of the speakers for our men's month in June. We had a podcast, but something happened to it. But nonetheless, we're going forth. We were talking about the challenges of being a male. Can you share some of those with us, please? Absolutely. Um, I, I always say um, constantly that, you know, the living up to the expectations of what society has deemed what a man is supposed to be. Um, even with how you dress, your mannerisms, how you look, how you present yourself, um, they pretty much set a stigma there on what a man is supposed to be. And so even as men, we found ourselves uh, comparing ourselves to the next man, trying mm -hmm. to live up to the expectation of what a man is supposed to look like, how a man is supposed to present themselves, and how a man is supposed to carry themselves. And even though that has had some positives in it, because mm -hmm. we need some good male role models, Absolutely. there are also some negatives in it too, because if, you know, if there's any difference in your appearance, you can be shunned or cut off or, you know, you feel like you have to do certain things just to say that you are a man. And for generations that has messed up the image or the example for a lot of our young men. And so that has really damaged what we call manhood, really. Mm -hmm. 
Praise God. Praise God. That is so true. And even with your name, the uniqueness of your name, could you tell us about the challenges and how you went about just establishing, you know, who you are and handling what your parents named you? Absolutely. Um, my dad absolutely had a purpose for my life because, uh-huh. uh, you know, he named me after, at that time, his favorite basketball player. So he already, you know, had some expectations (laughs) for me. Um, But not long ago, I was questioned about um, the spelling of my name. Mm -hmm. You know, they questioned, you know, why why didn't your parents name you Dominique? Because my name is Dominique, which is spelled D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E. And most males' names are uh, D-O-M-I-N-I-C or N-I-C-K, Dominique. And so, um, you know, they question, you know, did that ever bother you? Is that, was that ever a problem? Your name is spelled like the girl's name. And I was like, you know, no, I never really thought about it. And then I looked up my name and my name actually means of the Lord. And so, you know, I truly embrace who I am, you know, with the spelling of my name, with who I am, how I am, you know, just becoming completely secure in who I am. So that's very important, knowing who you are and whose you are. You won't be absolutely shattered or uh, um, tumbled by that. Very good. Well, let me ask you this. What is one biblical character you could say your life you kind of um, glean towards or you admire or which is one um, that you want to share with us about one of the biblical characters? Me. Um, it would absolutely be Jeremiah. Ah. Um, I, I can definitely um, kind of relate to Jeremiah uh, with me starting ministry really young. Um, I am 34 now. Um, I started preaching. I want to say I preached my first sermon when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And the call of God was evident on my life, even as a young child. Um, the um, spiritual father who um, reared me until his death, uh, Reverend Wilkin Neal, the pastor of the Mount Moriah Baptist Church, originally, he knew the call of God on my life. He told the entire congregation that I would be one of the youngest preachers to come out of that church. And surely God definitely allowed me to walk that out. And um, even when he passed, um, before he passed, uh, he would have a chair a small chair in the pulpit that was sitting next to him. And he would sit me there next to him every Sunday. That was my seat to sit there next to him. And um, even when he passed, the mantle uh, that went on Pastor Donald Robinson, who came after him, Mm -hmm. um, he continued to uh, nourish that gift that I had then that that call that I had and he kind of reared me in the right direction to uh walk out the ministry that God had called me to and so um I also God connected like you said God just don't bring anybody into your life but God connected me to this woman of God that I thank God for her name is prophetess Janice Perkins and um she is um, a pastor along with her husband of Revelation Ministries and she um, when God cut she's a, a family friend and God connected us when I was very young and she came to me um, when I got ready to um, preach my first sermon 
and she was like you know if you need any help you know just let me know and so I went to her and I said yes I need some help (laughs) and she nurtured she took time out and she nurtured literally birthed me out to who I am she really established um me studying the word not just reading the word but you have to study the word you have to get in the word and she taught me how to do that like personal one-on-one time she would ask me questions and the first passage she sent me to was jeremiah Uh chapter and she told me that's what you need to read get that in your spirit because for a long time um i would sing because I was singing before I started preaching but I was singing but I was singing with my eyes closed because I was always nervous of the people's faces right. and even though they were being they were being blessed and they were being encouraged it was hard for me to look at their faces until I read in the word of God in Jeremiah when God told Jeremiah be not afraid of their faces wow. for I am with you and that resonated in my spirit because Jeremiah started complaining about he's too young. I can't do this. I'm too young and I can't go forth. But God told him, you shall go forth and you shall do what I've called and ordained you to do. And so that's been the commission on my life. That's been the call on my life. And I've been walking and doing what God has called me to do ever since. And so Jeremiah definitely um, resonates with me, uh, especially from one of the, from the Bible aspect of, you know, what reminds me of me and my call. Yes. And that's truly for my good. You know, he worked all things together. Maybe you didn't see it, but I'm telling you, I know you wouldn't have it any other way. Not translate this conference is coming up. What day you um schedule somebody to hear this podcast and they want to say, well, I'm going to listen to Elder Cross. What day can they expect to hear you? That Monday, which is July the 12th. Yes, July 12th. Yes, that <laughs> Monday. And uh, I, I'm, listen, <laughs> I am praying so hard because I don't, I don't want just a, another virtual. I want, I want God to, come in and I want God to bless the people of God. I want God to use me and I'm in a place of being yielded to him because we don't need anything else but a word from the Lord. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. And and even though Elder Cross is coming on Monday, the conference starts for Sunday. If you can to tune in each and every day. It's a free conference. Yes. Thank you going anywhere else. Hopefully it'll be um, um, taped live, Facebook live. But if not, make sure you're in the place to listen to what this man of God is going to deposit um, into the body of Christ. Now, what if there's someone listening and say, you know what? Oh, I'm not even sick. I have to be a churchy person to, to participate with this. What is in it for me? You know, I wear my tattoos. I I might curse a little bit. I might drink a little bit. You know, I like the girls. I like the boys. Can I still, is there a place for me in this conference for my good? I want the good, but I don't know if it's going to be for my good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The wonderful thing about Christ is uh, I love the passage, the the Bible, when it says he became all things to all people. Uh, Yeah. 
he met them right where they are. The wonderful thing about God's love is it has no boundaries. It goes to wherever you are. God's love will find you wherever you are. And so my my uh, petition to you is why not try him? Yes. Like I, I'm telling you, my testimony is that Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I promise you, it'll be your testimony too, but you have to try it. We have to be open and receptive to them. Um, for years, so many people have made it feel as if you have to be a certain way to be in Christ. Mm -hmm. Let God work on that part of you because we can't fix ourselves. Mm -hmm. Ayala Van Zandt can't fix our life. That's right. <laughs> God is the only one who can do it. And so, I mean, being with him, his mercy is so enduring that even when we do mess up, he allows us the space and the grace to repent and to get it right. And he's the only person who will be the most consistent in our lives. He said, I'll never leave. I'll never forsake you. That's good news. And so you know everybody can feel welcome in the place of the lord i mean and you don't even have to be at church it's going to be a virtual experience and so um the house of the lord is anywhere the lord is the lord of the house so that's create a space for him and he'll meet you right where you are oh that's so liberating whosoever yes, will lord. praise Let god but we thank you, man of God, Heavenly Father, thank you. man of God. Let the anointing not be flow over him, but over all the vessels yes, that you use, Father God, for this for my good. Seven and eleven, Father God. Lord, we bless him. We ask him to go forth fruitful, and it is done in Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. Now let's this podcast alone. Listeners, viewers, pass it along. Tell somebody about the 7-Eleven, and we look forward to seeing you. Thank you, Elder Cross. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.